All right, everybody. Welcome to the No Roof Podcast, episode 20. Uh, we're doing something different today because we have a friend in town that we yes. haven't seen in a long time. Straight from he, the Outer Banks. He chose to leave us and live a life of fishing for crab, body surfing, and uh, what else stands. do you do? Oh, I do a lemonade stand and also have a lawn care business. He's got a lawn care lawn business. Lawn care business. How old are you, E? 12. And, okay. That's awesome. Do you pay taxes? <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> 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 cut the tape. Cut the tape. Right. Well, let's welcome. Come on. Eli, Eli, yeah, clap for yourself. Clap for yourself. Clap for yourself. Clap for yourself. You're not clapping for yourself. You got to clap for yourself. Yeah, you make right. everyone clap do for it. Yourself. There you go. Awesome. We miss you, man. I miss so, you, too. So we were talking about bodyboarding, body surfing. Run me through that. All right, so basically you have a board. Okay. And you have a pair of fins. Oh, I have a pair of fins. Yeah, but it's like it's not like regular scuba diving fins. It's like a it's like a special kind of fins. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So basically, like, pretend you have fins, but they're kind of backwards, and they're shaped different. Okay. And then you also have to have a leash, which is connected to the board, so you don't lose your board, and it Genius. goes on your calf. I love that. And usually, like, when people come, they get, like, a cheap little board, but you need to be spending around $150 for your first board. Write that really down. Oh, my it. gosh. That's why I can't do it. Do you do, 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 you do, can you do 360s and all yes, that and I barrels? Yes, I What? I've gone close to doing a barrel roll. It's when you jump, and yeah. you're in the wave, and you do, with, like, a turn, like a... Wow. Yeah. Have you ever had any crazy wipeouts? Yes. Actually, um, last time I went, it was, like, there were, like, five-foot waves. Five-foot waves? Yeah, it was really scary. It was, like, a, there was, like, a storm after... And um, I went, right? I couldn't. I tried to duck dive it, but I was too late because I was looking behind me. And then there was a huge wave coming, so I tried to duck duck dive it. And then the board, it, like, ripped off my arm. So, like, the thing ripped out of the board. And then um, the board, like, went through the barrel and stuff. And then it was, like, far away from me because it took it. I got slammed against the ground. I was, like, six feet deep. And it was really scary because it felt like it took forever to get back up to the surface. Wow. And then so I had to go swim to it. Towards it. Good thing I got it. So then I just went back in and tied it back and then went back out. Wow. wow. That's a lot of faith. Man, right there. Right a lot of there. Faith to that go is out there so like much that. faith. Why, were you afraid at any moment? Uh, Yeah, when I was uh, underwater because it okay. felt like it. Wait, do your parents know you did this? Oh, yeah, they were there. Okay, good. We're okay, mom and dad. <laughs> All right. Uh, Eli, on three, can you say, uh, welcome to the No Roof Podcast? And then I need you to say, let's go into that intro. Are you ready? Three, two, one. Let's go into the Nova Podcast. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That was good. That was, that good. was good. Now look at the camera and say, "Hit that intro." Hit that intro. Yeah. yeah. Hey everybody, welcome back. No Roof Podcast. <laughs> I got my choo choo here. Together we have Chapa Choo I'm sitting next to you. Usually I'm separated from you. I feel excited. I and we got King Nate, also known as Rooster. We got him on the side over there. All right. Uh, we're going to take off the word. Uh, we're going to take the roof off the word faith. Faith. I like this. So if you guys don't know, we work at uh, Living Faith Church. And on Wednesday nights, we have the School of Word and Worship, where we all kind of teach with Pastor Kathy. And Pastor Kathy has given us the theme of faith, Come on, which is such a powerful word. Right? Mm. Yep. I think we all, that's a good one. I want to go to you first without you even looking it up. You can't go to Google. What is faith to you? Faith to me? I'm putting you around the spot. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. I love that. You're so right. First of all, this is episode 20. So episode 20. I think once you make it a 20, you can do whatever you want. All you right. Know? So there's no rules. Let's talk about it. I'm faith. Um, so, yeah, I didn't look up faith, which I'm happy I haven't, but I read a whole book uh, by this guy named Charles Price. And it was a great Ooh. book. Love this guy. He was actually known as the father, one of the fathers of faith, which means that he actually figured out faith 
connected with God and miracles would happen. Mm -hmm. Like people would like be raised from the dead. People would be raised out of their wheelchairs. Like real manifestations of healing would happen. And his definition of faith isn't something that man can conjure up, but it's something that God has for us. That's good. Isn't that good? That's good. And that always blew my mind because it kind of gets rid of the self-effort of like, okay, I have to, Nate does a great job. He's like, oh, like it's not something you have to manifest. It's not something you're doing. All you have to do is have belief enough to go to God and the word you get from God is faith for it to actually go out and work. It's good. His biggest thing in the book, he said, the reason you don't see a lot of people getting miracles is because you can have faith for them. But if they don't have any faith at all, not even a mustard seed, they won't be healed. Right. But if they're able to get just the mustard seed from God, that right there is what heals them. That right there is what changes their lives forever. So you can do an invitation. So he said this lady would show up with a wheelchair and uh, she was like, God, I know God can, I know, I know God can heal me. I know God can heal me. And then he would like stop, have a conversation with God. And he's like, hey, God, like, what do you want to tell me about her? And he was like, he, she hasn't gotten a word from me yet. She knows what I can do because she's read about it and heard about it and saw other people doing it. But her and I haven't had a conversation about it yet. And he was like, so you can pray for her that we will have this conversation. Mm -hmm. And then he went... <clears throat> He told her straight up, he was like, hey, like, go and pray with God. And then three days later, she came back because it was like a big revival thing. And when she came back, he said, she said, I know I'm going to be healed. And before she even got out of the parking lot, she was able to get up and walk. Dang, man. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So I don't really know what faith is other than going to God and yeah. getting away. I mean, what's the scripture? Faith is the substance. I always think of that. The substance of things was it hoped for. So there's got to be a, a tangibleness. You know, I think especially right now. I think there's there's a gap between what we think and what should actually be, right? How do right. we how do we get that thing called the substance, which I think you have to have faith. Um, Brewster, what is faith to you? Faith was the first thing you think of when you think of faith. Well, I think Rafa, you hit on it. Um, I, I guess I mean I grew up knowing. You know, Pastor Barry used to talk about faith is a muscle. You kind of practice it. Um, I knew that verse of faith is the substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not yet seen. I knew where it came from. Faith comes by hearing him by the word of God. You know all these things, but what I've been more on fire for recently, especially with what Pastor Gavin's been teaching and just what we're learning in the school word and worship is the practical application of it. Yeah. And one thing that Pastor Kathy like, labeled the the this thing we're going into is unhindered trust. Mm. And so I've been looking at like, uh, there's a lot of areas in our Christian walk I feel like that our trust is hindered. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, oh, maybe I won't put you guys in it, but at least for me, it's like he's been telling me, I want you, I want to be your savior. <clears throat> and he's telling me that. I read in, you know, Isaiah 43, where it talks about, you know, he is our only savior. Besides me, there is no savior. But then when I'm having a leak in my house and there's a plumbing issue or like oh, even no. my own health and stuff, whatever, it's like my first reaction is, I got this. I'm going to go yeah. fix it. You know what I'm saying? But but that that's like my ability or my knowledge or my whatever. Um, I'm putting my trust in me, and so I'm hindering my trust in him. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but I think you hit on it really beautifully. Is like there's a difference between belief and hope and faith. And mm -hmm. it's like I believe you have enough money to pay for my lunch. Mm -hmm. I believe you can afford it. Mm -hmm. I really do. It's Taco Tuesday. We can go to Cafe, Cafe Rio, Rio right now. Get some tacos. But even though I believe it, even I hope for it, until yeah. you look me in the eyes and tell me, I want to buy your lunch. Right. I don't have faith. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. And so once you say it, then even though I haven't gotten it, I still know that right. we're gonna get, you're going to pay for it because more. you gave me that word. Yeah. I know you can afford it. Does that make sense? And so I've been, I've been focusing more. Ooh, yeah. I've been focusing more <laughs> on, 
I love the I love the written word of God, but I I've been focused more on allowing it to introduce me to the to the face to face. What do you say about being my savior? Hey, I want to be your savior right now. I want to be your healer right now. So good, straight from his mouth. I know he can heal. I know he can save. But yeah. have has I, have I heard it for myself personally? So good, that's amazing. Good. Yeah. Love that because keep going. I you know I was talking to the middle schoolers about this, and the pictures that were highlighted for me was like a boarding pass for a plane and a movie ticket. Like nobody gets a boarding pass for a plane and then just goes home. Mm. It is substance of something you're hoping to do. Mm. It is evidence of something that is not yet seen yet. You're gonna sit on a plane, but this is your ticket, this is your access. But nobody gets a boarding pass and goes, this is such a nice boarding pass, and then goes home. And no one gets a movie ticket and then goes, and then goes home. It is is the prerequisite for actually enjoying an experience a movie or a plane ticket, or or a plane ride. I think that's what we, um, that's what I'm gonna explore is like, I wanna go places that I can't go, but I, but I, I want to know what he has to say about it. And that's right. what's going to give me access to that movie or give me access to that that plane ride. Of like, yeah. So what you're saying even yeah. like before, like the action, the hope and the belief has to grow first. Um, wait, say that again? Like to, you're talking about the faith aspects. What you're saying, like the hope and the belief has to grow first. <sighs> I, I, I think I just was trying to find the difference because in my head, belief and hope and faith were all the same thing for mm-hmm. a long time. Same. Um, but the more you dive into it, you see that they're not the same thing. Right. And so I don't know, like, the relation between if hope grows, does faith grow? I think sometimes, I will say, though, I get a word from God, and I don't do anything with it. Right. You know, I don't go to the movie. It's like getting a movie ticket and not going to see a movie. It's like, then that thing's worth nothing. It's just a piece of paper. And that's why I think James talks about, like, faith without works is dead. If you get a boarding pass and then just don't go on the plane, then it's just a piece of paper. <laughs> Mm. you have access to go on a plane but you don't use it then it's just a piece of paper mm-hmm. and so i've been more looking at whether it's hope or belief or faith i've been looking at if you say this about you talk about all the time like if i'm the king what does it look like to rule and reign in this in this right now you know if you say you're raising me up for the nations okay what are you having to do what what are you dealing with you dealing with my pride what how are you what are you grooming me for it's like there's an anticipation of what he said you're buying me lunch okay i gotta start looking at the menu you know what i'm saying it's good We'll, we'll take the roof off belief. Belief? Um, I think we kind of what Nate was talking about, like the faith. I mean, First Corinthians, right? There's faith, there's hope, and then there's love, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then even like the belief thing, it's like, I can believe anything. We all have beliefs. I believe there's a God. I believe there's not a God. So belief is just, for me, it's an idea that you've partnered with. Mm. But that doesn't mean there's substance to it. It's mm. just a belief. I could believe, I could believe, I could believe right now Jackie is playing... She's buying stuff on Amazon. No. I can believe that. But that doesn't mean it's <laughs> Rob is like, But it's just like I've partnered with a thought. Yeah. Oh, That's okay. all I believe. It's just a partner. But there's no substance to it. It's good, Chaba. You know what I mean? So even like, I love how you used the word, uh, you said muscle. You know, I, I, I forget. I, that really hit me um, when you said that because I think you think about working about, you think about things. If, if you don't use it, you lose it. Mm. Um, I noticed something when COVID hit. I stopped praying for people. Mm. Um, I stopped going out. I stopped getting uncomfortable. And that area died, mm. like just being honest with you. And then in the past month for me, like I've just started going back. But it was so hard. What used to be so easy was so hard to approach people. I couldn't believe it. I was in Walmart and I was like, I, you know, I got a word and God said, you need to go out and do this. I'm like, okay. And I'm like, why is this so hard right now? I used yeah. to do this all the time. Mm. And it really hit me until you said that. It's like, it's a muscle. If you don't use it, like you lose it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think mm-hmm. so many of us forget that. Like faith, I, 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 that really hit me. Like faith is a muscle. And it's like, I'm in this process of like, 
you know, it's like my tricep got weak over, you know, COVID. So I have to do certain exercises. So to build this faith of God wanting, I believe, healing people, I have to like work this muscle out, which is getting uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I think this other thing too is to work out faith, it requires uncomfortableness. Like last week we talked about um, the comfort zone. Mm -hmm. We're like to grow, to grow faith, like it requires an area that, that you have to trust him, Mm. you know, which is, it's scary. That's hard. Right. Well, what makes it scary? The unknown. The mm. unknown, that, and I'll, I'll say for me, mm. it highlights areas of my heart that need purification. Pride. Unbelief. Wow. Unbelief. Why, are, why am I hesitating to go pray for someone? I don't think God's going to do something. Wow. That's straight up unbelief. Yeah. So it's like, I have to get in the Word. Now it's like, I'm going to build that muscle. I have to use my imagination and see Jesus. So right now I've been going through just the Gospels, and I, I just meditate on Jesus doing his miracles. Him raising people from the dead. What does it look like? What if I was there? And it builds my expectation. Then when I go to Walmart, I'm, I'm a little more like this now. But I have to admit that that I just started praying for people again, probably like three weeks ago. Now I'm consistent. And that first time, dude, it was it was a muscle. It's like the first day back at the gym. Mm-hmm. It sucks. You know what I'm saying? You haven't worked yeah, out in a while. Sure. That yeah. first day back, dude, it's yeah. horrible. The next day, everything's sore. I, I couldn't believe it. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. That helped. No, that was really good. Yeah, but I think yeah. the belief thing. Because I was going to say, what do you do? Like, what do you do when you don't, you haven't exercised that in a long time? You know, like, do you just give up? Do you just quit? Like, what's what should be the first step? Uh, the first step? Um, I, I, I've always admired Nate. He always used the word um, curiosity. Curiosity. Mm-hmm. Where you, oh. If you're curious about certain things. So I've, for me, for me, healing is always, I've always been curious about it. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, when I came into the Christian walk, I read Smith Bookles where I was like, you're telling me God heals people? So that's always been like, mm-hmm. that am I going to? So I was curious. So that started coming up. So for me, it's like, okay, I need truth. Mm. I need something to, because right now my mind is believing it can't happen. Mm. So I need to believe it can happen. So I, to me, that's the word of God. Wow. The word of God is my standard. This is what could happen. He says, all things are possible. I could look at Jesus. I could look at prophetic words. I look at these things. And I just begin, for me, the process is my imagination, my meditation of what does it look like? You know what I mean? Yeah. And then eventually the step out comes. But mm. it's scary. Mm. That's really good. Well, I, I just, I don't know. I am just love you guys. I was thinking about how do you guys handle disappointment? Because, like, have you guys ever been in a place where you're like, I feel like God told me to do this thing, which is faith, right? And then you actually go out and do it, and it didn't come out the way you thought it was going to look, you know? How do you guys handle the disappointment piece behind that? Or is it disappointment? Well, whatever, like, that lack of the miracle actually happening. How, how do you guys handle that? Well, I don't think even you use the word disappointment. Yeah. I think like what I've learned, if I am disappointed, it might be because it didn't work out how I wanted it to work out. Mm. Where I don't really know the bigger picture of what he wants to do. Wow. Like, like I've been out there and been rejected and then this. If it affects me, then I'm probably still about me. Mm-hmm. Or if you're about his good. idea, his will, if you're dead, mm-hmm. then you, you'll never be disappointed. That's good. Because even if nothing happens your words still went forward. Mm-hmm. I still got to lay hands. And I may not see what actually is actually going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think there's a, there's a bigger perspective. But I use disappointment. If I do feel disappointed, for me, it's a great in, like, initiator of, okay, my heart needs a little more pruning because I'm really about good. me right now. That's good, Chaba. At least for me, that's always been a, a big one. It's good. Does that make sense? Yeah, I love yeah. that. That was really good. Rooster? I don't know. That's a good question. How do we deal with disappointment? Yeah. I don't know. I would say I would say one thing that I would like to share though is 
disappointment is way easier for me with God than with people. What do you mean? What do you mean? Like whenever I feel disappointed with something with God, I just trust him. Like, and it's, it's, maybe it's stupid, maybe it's naive or blind, but like at least my Bible is like, it leans towards just trusting God. And so like, if I want for something and I don't get it how, how I wanted it to happen, then it's an invitation to explore. Like you said, the, the curiosity thing, it's like, I'm curious, this is what I wanted, but this is what I got you know, tell me about your heart. There's something I'm, that I'm not lining up with. And so it's a, it, and it's a chance for me to be molded and shaped into um, and transform. It's a, ch- a chance for transformation. Because I wanted something, but it didn't end up that way. Then change my heart to see what you see or tell me what's going on. Like, it, it's always an invitation with from God. Yeah. But with people, when there's disappointment, instead of me transforming, oftentimes I'll start to build up like a brace mm. or like oh, a, do you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like a, oh, if you disappointed me, then... I will brace for impact every time I ever go through this ever again. I'll never trust you again. It's like, and I've, I've been finding I'm having to take off these braces, but to take oh, off these man. things with people that like, as I lean in and share my heart, I've been encouraged to like share my heart. And when it's like, <laughs> no, no, it's not, it's not bad at all. It, it yeah. just seems, it just seems scary because I'm remembering years ago when I did this and it was not valued or, right. you know what I'm saying? And so what happens though, is when I, when I feel that disappointment bubble up or that that hindered trust. That's a better, great word. Mm-hmm. So when I feel that trust hindered, then I, I go to God and I'm like, God, what's going on? And he usually starts just asking those questions of like, you know, well, what are you scared of? You know, yeah. like really examining. Alex was on here and he, he started talking about the heart and he talked about the mindset, the filter of emotions, the will, the imagination, all that stuff. And it's like, I start looking at some of those things. What is my mindset right now? And my mindset is, I can do this alone. Right. My mindset is, Okay. I'll just take what I need and get out of there, you know, or or my filter of emotions is I'm scared. Like I'm scared of not being valued. And so once you get honest with yourself before God about that, then God starts asking questions about that. And he was asking me like, you know, when was the first time you felt like that? When was the first time you ever felt like someone didn't value you? And, he, and I went back to that place and I got to forgive that person. And I didn't know it, but I actually made vows against that person. Wow. Now, and, I, and that was the brace that, so everyone looked like that person, kind of like an abused dog. Everyone looked scared to that dog, even if you're nice. Right. But it's like, I had made that vow of like, I'll never, I, now I know, I'll never trust them. But I had to break those vows so that I could let myself trust before God. And then I leaned into it and it's, boy, it was wonderful. I, I got, I was so loved and it was so safe. But I would have missed. I would have still had hindered trust if it wasn't for him transforming. But I would just yeah. say, like, it's harder with people for me than it is with God. It's mm. mm. good rooster. Yeah, that's a good one. Hey. But God helps with people, and people help with God. Like, <laughs> yes, he does. like, like if I feel blocked with you, then I go to God, and He really helps me. And if I feel blocked with Him, sometimes it's actually easier for me to confess what's going on with you, and mm. it's like, oh, now I can bring this to God. Mm. At least what I found with myself. Mm. So, that's it's really good, rooster. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Love that. Faith. The other thing I want to go to is um, I, I love this scripture, and I want to know what you guys think of it. I, I always think of the um, faith worketh through love. I love that scripture. Mm. And even the whole faith, hope, and love, but the greatest is love. love yeah. Do you think we can be too much faith or too much love? You know what I mean? We're like, yeah. I don't know. Do you, you know what I mean? I hear it's like, I got faith to raise the dead. You could do this, you could do that, you could do that. But then like Paul says, but if you do not have love... Right. You're just a clean symbol. Mm. But then you have people that are like, I'm in love with God. Me and love, you yeah. know, me and God have this terrific time. And yet there's, there's no substance. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? I what feel like there's, there's, there's a gap. Yeah. How, how do you, how do you guys, especially in your walk, because you guys are very heart guys, which I love. So there's, you have the heart and the substance. Mm. So how do you, how do you, 
Do you ever get caught in one or the other extreme? Where it's like, I'm just comfortable and he loves me this, where there's no substance, mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. to the point where it's like, there's so much substance, but I'm terrible to people. You know what I yeah. mean? Where I don't know. Yeah. I think, I think, okay, for me, it's really hard. I'm just going to tell you what my daily conversation with God is. And it's always, God, what do you want to tell me today? You know? And I'm always hoping for like power, you know, and like revival, you know, and like knowledge and like, you know, fire, fire, you know, like something like really impressive, you know? I don't know why, you know, I, I think for me, it's just my mindset of when I was 18, I was supposed to be dead. So I'm supposed to be like living the best life ever, you know? So I'm like, God, what do you want to tell me? And he always says this without a fail, without a fail. He said it today too this morning. And it's, I just want to love you right now. Mm. And I used to hate that because I'm like, that's whack. Like, like I, I already know you love me. So like, why do we have to go through this? Like, why not just get me to whatever it is that I think I need? But he, he showed me that love especially in Psalms, that Hebrew word love actually means intimacy, like, but action. So it actually means for him to have some kind of action on me. So it looks like a hug. That's like the closest example they gave to that kind of love. So there's something that happens when we love and let God love us. So like we can love God, but do we ever let God love us? Come on. You know, yeah. and it's like, if we do, then it looks like some kind of action, which really brings us closer. And he never leaves us nor forsakes us. But I think our perspective changed, our mindset changed. And it's like, I know God is with me at all times. So close that he's giving me a hug right now, right? Like that's the level of intimacy he wants. So I think that love portal actually leads us to a place where we can hear his voice and be like, okay, God, if you love me and I love you, how do you feel about this person? And if there's hatred for that person, then we should probably have a conversation with God yeah. about it. Because if God can love me at the lowest point in my life, why wouldn't God want to love the other person? Yeah. So I think that's the power of love. It's like, yeah, we can be in this place where God and I are loving each other the whole time. But also, he didn't make us alone. Come on. If he did, he would have zapped me straight into heaven. You know, like there would be no need for me being here with you guys. But it's like this place of, okay, I know God is so close to me. God, what do you want to whisper to me? Oh, this is what I want you to say about Chaba. This is what I want you to mm -hmm. say about Rooster. Tell them how amazing they are, how powerful they are, these mighty men, how they pour into your life at all times. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. That all came because of the allowance of you to love me. Yeah. You know, so I think love is a portal into getting a word from God, which then turns into a faith if we act on it. Um, so that's how I feel about that's love and faith. That's a good picture. Um, Rooster? What? What's the question? Love and faith. Oh, the balance of it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, but that's like everything with the Christian walk is like finding a balance. I, I think that, I think when you, when you seek first the kingdom, everything falls in order. Yeah. And that sounds like a lot of cop out, but I mean, when you talk about building, cultivating like the culture of heaven on earth, it requires love mm. and it requires faith. Yeah. It requires both. And, and equally, you know, it's like, um, and so if, you're, if your priority is really the kingdom, they'll pull a demand on your faith and there'll be a demand on your love. You don't need both of them. But oftentimes when we get our priorities mixed up and it's like the kingdom's nice, but right now I really want to be productive in ministry or the kingdom's nice, but I really want to just like, right. be a good whatever. Those are pure motives. But when you take it outside the context of cultivating the, the, the culture of heaven, um, the kingdom of heaven and, and advancing that, then that's when things can get out of order really quick because it's like, I know what they need. They yeah. need love. And it's like, 
That's exactly what Adam and Eve bit into was the knowledge of good and evil. And just because you know good doesn't mean you're you got it all made, you know? Yeah. Um anyway, so yeah. I don't know. I think that yeah, I miss it unlove and yeah, I miss it in faith and and it's really I think the most embarrassing though is what I miss. I feel like for me personally, when I miss it in faith, it's really embarrassing because I do get really short with people and it's like, I did what God said, you should have received it. <laughs> you know what I'm and it's like so sometimes I'm literally looking Take at people it. that God was God was speaking to me to talk to them. It wasn't about me ever. Yeah. But then when I obey him, I'm like, You're idiots <laughs> because I listen to God and you didn't listen. Yeah. I become so much like Noah or not Noah. Um uh, Jonah, yeah. where he's like, I told him the word of the Lord, and now he's just like pouting. I get like that when I miss it in faith. But then, what's my priority? It's not the kingdom. It's did I obey what he said? You yeah. Know? It's like, well, of course I might miss it. Mm. Yeah, that's um, good. Mm, mm. How about you? Love no, I, I think yeah, it's a big one. It just it's. It's interesting because he says faith, hope, and love, but the greatest. Yeah. So just I'm always like, why did he say that? And then even Paul, who who, who said the whole you know faith worketh through love. I think you you said it a, a you said it very well, and I I've been man, I don't know if I could talk about her. All right, can I talk about my wife? All right, we'll talk about my wife. All right, my wife married. Love your wife. We love my wife. We love my wife. Uh, she got born into my family, or she got born into my. She got she got married. No, no, honestly, this is a weird story. No, but listen to this. This to me, the Borgen experience has been watching my wife become my husband, and then become a daughter to my dad. Because my dad, to me, is this ultimate picture of God. He has everything. <coughs> and so when we first got married, she got, I'll say, born again. She became a Diaz. Mm. Became this new person. Mm. And it was so hard for her to receive from my dad. Mm. Because she wanted to work for it. She wanted to do, you know, I'll do the right thing for it, do this. Mm. Where, where there was this conflicting thing where she, I don't know, it's like, it just, it was hard for her to, to like, take this, okay, you're a Diaz now. And, um. Like, um, so my dad helped out with the wedding a lot, my parents, and it was so hard for her to receive it. And my dad just looked at her and said, you better get used to it because you're my daughter. Mm-hmm. And so we've been married for four years and I've seen her and my dad hang out. They're like best friends. Like my dad calls me, doesn't want to know about me. He wants to know about her. How's Aww. Kristen? Daughter call me. You know, it's like he loves her. And because of that, I've seen her, she's able to pull on him to where she, because she knows she's so loved and that trust is built, she knows how to pull on certain good. things. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Where yeah. she can get things, I don't hear my heart, like not to get things from her, mm. but she's dreaming for her to where my dad will provide for certain things. Mm. Like she couldn't do that probably three years ago. Got it. Like, but it came through love. Yeah. She got to hang out and she got to really understand, oh my God, this guy's like a big fan of me. You know what I mean? Yeah. She, she's had to take on this new nature of, I'm no longer a Norn, I'm mm. a Diaz. Right. I'm a daughter. Um, I, I think Hebrews talks about um, we now have free and fresh access to him, and it says with no hesitation. Wow. Whereas she used to do this. I'm like, oh, gosh, she's going to hate this. She used to go, hey, can you talk to your dad for me? And I have to go, why? She loves you. Like, he you need to talk yeah. to him. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yet she's so hesitant. But I, I just love that scripture. We now have free and fresh access to him, where I think a lot of us, I don't know if we're excited about that. Yeah. I think we don't have, we're not grounded there's a difference between I believe he loves me, but I and then knowing I know he loves me. Right. Like she knows like he loves her now. So now she can draw on stuff that's it's substance now. Right. Do you know what I mean? I know what you mean, yeah. Like so I think you you, you put a big part about mm, that. Mm. You you said the love avenue. Cause even Paul says faith worketh through love, and one translation says by love or during love. Right. I think if you're truly being loved by God, 
faith will have to come. Right. And if not, I don't know, that's a good question of maybe you're not in love. Right, that's good. You know what I mean? And also, like, love just isn't, like, uh, emotional feeling or... or that Like, that's not what, re- like, that love is. Like, I think the feelings come with it, but I think love is also, like, a position that we're put into. Yes. Right? Like, when it comes to my wife, even though she's sitting on the other side of the couch getting ready to hit the camera, I still love her. The feelings are different. I'm in, I'm focused with you guys. Right. But the position is there at any moment I can stop what I'm doing, go and give her a hug. Yeah. You know, so like love isn't an emotional thing or a feeling thing like that comes with it. But it's this unconditional access that you have with somebody else. That's good. Yeah. All right, for the tape, uh, I think about uh, the, the other scripture where it yeah. says um, we're accepted in the, in the beloved. beloved. Right. And if you're accepted in the beloved, you should be a beloved, which means you're being loved. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like you you did a teaching on Sunday, which was beautiful, how you always talk about the revelation you got that God is the transmitter, but we're the receiver. Right. I think we, we I, I I really think we overcomplicate the receiving. I do. I'll say it. I do. Yeah, go for it. You know, too. <laughs> which causes those those stumbling blocks to step out in faith. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I, I know we we love quoting the all things are possible, greater things you'll do, greater works you'll do. But it's like his process or the the part he parts is that you would become the beloved right that you would own the beloved which means there's a, what nate's talking about the intimacy the the we got to deal with certain things you know that that for it to has to grow it's good that's but really yeah. good yeah and i just thought about like agape i know there's like different words that they use for love mm-hmm. and i haven't looked into it whatever because i just i just have it and also know i'm loved but i know one of them is to have unconditional like that word unconditional is like so good like have no conditions you know i don't know i was just thinking about when um Whenever, like, someone buys a house or, like, these are the conditions in order for you to buy the house. You know, you have to pay down payment. Uh, I'll cover closing costs. You have to fix the gutters, AC, yada, yada, yada. With God, it's, like, none of those. Yeah. It's unconditional. You have the whole thing. This is your house. Here you go. Have yeah. it all because I love you because there is no conditions. I don't know. To me, it just it makes me feel like all things are possible with him. It's, yeah. like, no matter how I feel during the day or what I've done right or wrong or what disappointment has come my way— I can turn towards this God, towards this father that is like, hey, I'm going to look at you and have a conversation with you regardless of what conditions you felt you met or didn't meet, you know? So that's why I think the greatest of it is love because without that, you'll never have a conversation with God. And without having a conversation with God, you'll do actions, but they won't come directly from the biggest power source in the entire universe. Yeah. Anyways. That's good. That's good. Hmm. What are you guys thinking? Brewster? I remember when I came here, I think I was uh, like 13 or 14, and I was just hurting, and I would have like bloody knuckles, swollen knuckles and stuff from like fights and different things, and I remember the first time Leslie like grabbed my hands and was like telling me how much it hurt her to see, Mm. and I was like, it's just weird, you know, to be loved. Like I was not even noticed or whatever, so like... To be not even just seen, but like to be loved, it actually made me trust her more. Yeah. Was like, you value my hands more than I do. You know, like you care about me. And it was like, I would find myself actually like going, like when I get in those moments, I was like, start punching, whatever. I would think about her and how much she loves my hands. And I'm like, oh, I can't do it. You know, it's like, I don't know, but that love for me started to change who I, how I saw, how I value myself, how I, um, and, and, and that was just like one example of one thing, but like throughout all the years and all the things she, she was there to like love me, not just her, I mean, you, Kristen, all, everybody was there to like love me. 
enough that the more I was able to receive the love, the more I actually trusted her. So she could say, do anything. And I'd be like, sure. The the more I was able to receive love, the the, the less I was hindered to trust her. Like it yeah. was like, I don't trust you at all. Then I got loved. And I was like, okay, I can trust you a little bit. And I got more love. And I was like, wow, I trust you with picture. anything, you know? And so I think that, you know, without, we can ask people to try and trust us, but, and we can even ask people who don't love us to try and trust us, but it's so much easier to have that trust when you have that love, you know? Like, yeah. I think you moved my car for like game changes or something like that. And I'm like, I'm thinking who, who would, who else in the world would I trust just to like take my car without asking and move it? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it's like, but it's because I love you so much, you know, and I'm thinking that how the, the the correlation between love and trust is so um, important, you know. That's good. good. Yeah. Oof. Mm. And I moved it because I love you. <laughs> yes. <for laughs> sure. for I sure. just I just knew you were like so busy yeah. setting stuff up that I was like the least I can do is move your car out of the way, you know. Did I mess it up? Yeah, aiming at you. Was it your first day? Do you wait? Wait, do y'all still love me? Yeah, yeah, we love okay, you. Good. All right. <laughs> I don't know if I trust you, but I love, you. I love you so much. Just curious where you guys are at with God um, right now. How are you? How is He growing your faith? How is He getting you to trust Him more? Oh my god! Like um, I know Nate, you went through. I think you said you had a leak or something. So how how is He just? How is He getting you to trust Him more? You talked about what we're going through. Uh, Pastor you know, Kathy calls it unhindered trust. How is he? How is he fathering you in the specifically? Just curious. Any scriptures? Any? Any just things about his nature that he's like this one above everything else right yeah. now? Like I need you to get this, and how you're you're walking that out. I'll say, you know, Pastor Kathy harps on it. Um, I mean, everyone here harps on it, but I think my encouragement would be like to actually dig into it. Is the foundation of everything we do if it's not rooted in scripture? It puts us in such a dangerous place. That's good. Because we could put our trust in something. I mean, we're always putting our trust in something. But if it's not steady, you know, I would, oh, yes. It's like I, I had built my identity on so much of what people thought about me. But it changed my world when someone pointed out one time that, like, this doesn't change. Like, yeah. no matter how I feel, I can always go to Matthew 3, oh, 17, where it says that wow. I'm his beloved son. So it's like. I, I had put my trust in like girls and different things and they came and they went and it was like, you know, whether it be in the class clown or like my grades or my things and it's like I did good and I did bad and or what school I went to and it's like everything kept moving. Everything in life was so move like it was movable. But once I learned to start building like putting these building blocks of who I am and what I believe in my trust on something that doesn't move, that's what solidified everything for me. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Pastor Kathy talks about it a bunch. She brings up the word, but you wanna talk about how I'm being fathered, how I'm how my trust is being unhindered, it's back in the word. Yeah. And it goes in those places of like, you know, I wish I could point you to one book, but the truth of the matter is it's it's um it's all over the place because it's him. He's saying, you know, I want you to go here, I want you to say this. I'm curious, I have questions of like, why is this happening or um why am I like this or why, you know, why is this, you know, I, I'm so curious about these things. And he's like, Oh, well, I'll tell you, let me um let me explain like a father would with a son, you know, and he'll, and he'll explain some of those words that, that he wrote in, in Ezekiel or in um, James or whatever, you know, and, and he'll take me to them. And it's not just words on a page. He's like bringing them to life because he's a good father and he wants to be intimate with his son. Cool. And all his son had to do was say, you know, I'm, I'm willing to listen. And he's like, okay, then let's talk, you know. But sometimes dads will talk and kids will be like, you know, or I already know, you know. There's so many times when I was a teenager where my dad would try and teach me very valuable things. And I was like, well, I already know. 
you know. Yeah. And then later I came back and said, dang, I wish I would have <laughs> listened. But now I'm willing to listen. And that looks like he'll bring me to the word. And the word would help. Um, I think it's Hebrews 4 talks about separate between my spirit and my soul, between these things that are hard to differentiate. Is this me? Is this God? Is this whatever? And like, if you feel uncertain or unsteady in any area of your life, open the word and ask him about it. Say, what do you say about manhood? What do you say about father? What do you say? You know, and like, and, and, and be curious and allow him to lead you like a father with a son. It's good. Mm. Mm. What about you, Fafa? I think... I Sorry, you. that's what my son calls him. It's so cute. Fafa. I miss him so much. <laughs> Bless you. Um, so the word. So I just want to reiterate the word. It's got to have a strong foundation. I love that. Go. I'm so yeah. glad you said but that. But not right. just the written. Yeah. Um, I think for me right now, it's just been personal development, Okay, you know, and like him literally like just building me up to a place where like, no matter what happens or what honesty is, comes my way, I am able to receive it and grow, you know, and I can't help but think about the, I was reading this a couple of days ago about the parable of uh, the man who found a treasure in his open field and instead of taking it home, he actually buried it and then went, worked, bless you came back and bought the whole field with the treasure in it. Mm -hmm. And I thought about that so much. And I'm like, why would he do that? Like, why not just have the treasure and then go and buy the land? Like, why did he do all that? And I was I was going on a run and I, and I looked out and there was this farm and it had all these black cows on it. And I'm like, man, that's an open field right there. And God was like, do you want to talk about the parable now? And I was like, sure. And he was like, the reason that that was so important to buy the land was because now nobody can come and take away his treasure. Like, nobody from the government, nobody outside can come and be like, that's actually my treasure. That's actually mine. You found it. Finders keepers. You know how I found your yeah. $10 yesterday? Yeah. And you're like, oh my gosh, that's mine. Yeah. You know, well, if I had bought the whole building <laughs> and the $10 were in there, no matter how much you're like, those are mine, I'm like, well, technically you're in my building. This is mine. It belongs <laughs> to me. But I think it's such an important principle because the, the whole point of faith is not only for other people, but also for yourself. So when you go to God and you get these words from him as these treasures that he's given you, but that treasure isn't meant to just sit there with you. It's actually meant to enlarge your tent, to expand your territory. And, and, uh, and there was this book I, I was reading. It's called The Prayer of Jabez, and it's such a good book, but it's those simple prayers of expand my tent, enlarge my territory. And I looked up that word tent, and tent is actually one of these medical words that they put this tent inside of your veins, and what it does is it expands and it absorbs things. And I stopped right there. I didn't look in more of it because that word absorbed meant so much. Because I'm like, man, this place where we find this treasure of God, it's an opportunity for us to expand our tent or to expand our capacity to absorb things from a father, to, to expand our capacity to be the best version of ourselves. And I don't know, I've just been moved by that. So now anytime situations come, the first thing I used to do was complain, which I think you and Taylor Nalepa taught me where it's like, when you complain, who are you worshiping? Are you worshiping God? Are you worshiping Satan? And it's like, well, rather than complaining, how about I just give thanks to the Father of like, well, what, what is it that, you, what treasure do you want to give me today? And also, how do you want me to buy this land right now? And also, what do you want me to build on this land right now? You know, so that's kind of where I've been at with personal development and the words that's he's good. been giving me. Um, so how about you? Um, kind of with, with all you said, I, I think for me right now, it's just being a doer of the word. Mm. I think like I've, I've, like he, just personally with God, he he always says, Abel, I love how you cherish truth. And, but now he's just like, go do, please. <laughs> he's kind of like, so for me, it's been yeah. like going to pray for people, doing certain things. Now it's just like, I have the meditation down. I have the the foundation. I, I feel like I'm in the phase right now where he's like, now go fall. Yeah. Like, so for me, that's how he's fathering me. So 
Um, I've been praying for people. I've been getting rejected. And he told me, too, uh, I got a word uh, last week um, through, through everyone, and, and God said, I want to teach you how to fall off your horse. Yeah. So that means I have to go fall. Yeah. So like he's teaching me how to be rejected. So and also experiment. If if I am hearing God, like I, I have that truth now. Like like Nate's talking about that established. But now he wants me to. You got to be doers of the word. There's yeah. got to be a point where. So I've been stepping out. Um, I tell you, last week I was driving, and um, and Holy Spirit was like, okay. What, I was like, what do you want to do? He's like, we're gonna, we're gonna step out today. We're gonna slay dragons. And I'm like, okay. My mind was like, we're gonna raise him from the dead. What we're gonna do, and he just highlighted this one guy, and um. I wanted to keep driving, but I was like, no, there's something here. So I, I, I honored it, and I drove past this guy, and I, I parked, and I went up to him. I was like, hey, man, do you need to ride anywhere? He's like, yeah, I'm headed to Winchester. I'm like, that's nowhere near where I'm going. <laughs> so lo- I just said, God loves you. And I didn't, I, for me, that wasn't uncomfortable. That was easy. And then Holy Spirit said, you're, you didn't get, you're still comfortable. You didn't do anything. And he says, give him a ride to Winchester. So I had to get back in my car, do a U-turn, because he went to the bus stop, follow him. And I said, hey, man, can I give you a ride? And he's like, yeah, yeah. He jumped on in and, like, drove this guy to Winchester. Had just an amazing talk. And, like, nothing crazy happened, but it was just, like, I could feel God there. And I was so uncomfortable. And I was just, like, but it was just, it was extraordinary. I got to pray for him at the end. But it was just an amazing conversation. But it was just such an opportunity to wow. to own my new me. Like, the truth, if I look at the truth, like, there's a reflection of Abel that God sees. And I got to be that. And it was, it was, it took the, it, for me, it's, it's stepping into the uncomfortable. Let, let, at least for me, this is where the stage I'm at, where I have to practice, I have to step out. And it was, it was just really interesting. That's amazing. So I think for me, it's been like, uh, I, I've been in the word and he just has certain promises, but right now he's like, he's like, um, go do. Cause right now there are times where like, I'll wait for a feeling. And he just, he told me, he's like, you, I'm giving you no feelings right now. <laughs> wow. I think sometimes we think we we wait for the feelings, but I think this is where I think you guys do a good job. You have to ask him where you're at. Yeah. Maybe if you're watching this, maybe he's building a truth with you. Maybe some of you, he's the truth is built, and he's waiting on you. You know what I mean? I think it's so important that we we ask him like, where are we? What aspect am I? Am I watering? Am yeah. I being? Is a new seed being thrown in? I think that's the other thing too. Is you have to acknowledge you should know where you where you're at. Like, right? What is he saying to you right now? That's so good. You know what I mean? It's good. Can John. I say something about that? You meant you're talking about waiting for a feeling. If I, I don't know how to do this nicely. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just think that's really important because I was sitting in my office. I remember I talked about like I, my mindset was um, when I was dealing with trusting people, dealing with this, trusting people, dealing with disappointment. My mindset is I can do this alone, and my feeling is I'm scared. And it's nothing wrong with feeling scared. There's nothing wrong with feeling these. Like I mean, living. If you're living and breathing on this earth, you're gonna have some crazy feelings yeah. sometimes. But I think what what would have happened if I was to allow my feelings to take the steering wheel of my heart and to drive would mean I'd never actually encounter such a safe and powerful encounter like in relationship because I was like, I'm yeah. scared. And if we allow that to drive, then we'll miss what God is trying to walk us into. Does that make sense? But God had a different thing. He was, uh, just, just to be really real, he was saying the lie I was believing at the time was that there's power in disconnection. Mm. That it's powerful to disconnect. If you you know that's the power move. But the truth he was trying to get me to believe is that I'm whole. That he's made me whole and he's yeah. built me for connection. Come on, not crazy. Yeah. And so I would have missed out. And then I got to walk it out and actually share my heart and test it and see like, am I really whole? You know, do am I really built for this? And it was a wonderful thing I got to encounter in that. And it was great. But I would have missed it if I let my feelings take me by the hand and lead me. You know, if I was intimate with it, and I, and and there's it's a, such a fine line because if you allow your feelings to lead, 
you moment to moment, then you can miss out on on faith. But yeah. also, if you just ignore in faith, 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 everything yeah. and ignore your feelings, then you could also miss out on because it was my feelings that introduced me to a conversation with God and said, why am I scared? Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? You see it all throughout Psalms. David's like, what the heck is going <laughs> on, God? You know, it wasn't like he was some stoic Spock, you know, like everything's fine, God, and you are great. It's like, I'm about to get murdered. Why have you forsaken me? You know, but those feelings didn't lead him. In fact, he said he was the one who wrote, be angry, but do not sin. Do yeah, not yeah. disconnect. You can feel whatever, but don't disconnect. And oftentimes we allow our feelings to give us permission to disconnect. Yeah. That, oh, I'm so angry. I'm so scared. You stay over there, God. I'm going to figure this out. Or the opposite, which I also was raised thinking, you know, faith over feelings, you yeah. know. And that would mean that you have to negate, you have to like starve, your, you know. And, and it's like those are actually really helpful sometimes yeah. indicators to bring you to a place so that you can have a conversation with God and he could tell you the truth that this is why you're feeling that way. You yeah. know, like when you go to a doctor, you're not like, how are you feeling? You're like, everything's fine. <laughs> you know, <laughs> That like destroys the whole purpose of going to a doctor. Yeah. Does this hurt? And you're like, no, <laughs> like that's the opposite of what a doctor is there for. You right. Know? Yeah. And I think that's why I really appreciated that, that Charles Price book because he was talking about like, that's the difference between faith and belief. It's like, Am I doing it still wrong? You guys still love me? Do you guys still love yeah, me? Yeah, I still love you. That's why I'm just thinking hear you. Yeah. I like it. Um, but yeah, that's the difference between like a faith and belief. It's yeah. like if if you if there is no different outcome, then you never reach faith. Like you've actually stuck stayed in belief. And like the 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 way that he pictured it too was like belief is all of us. Like belief is the capacity to hope for something. It's actually the the ability to get a thought and then be like, I should do something with this. Yeah. That's belief. Faith is when we get to God and God's like, this is what you do, you know? And I don't know, the two paradigms really blew my mind because what I kept doing was thinking that I was using faith, but really I was using belief and my belief Ooh. circled within me and then never made it towards God because I thought that that if I keep believing it in me or going with this feeling, right. then I was going to reach faith where it's like, I just kept going within myself the yeah. whole time. And then I ended up in turmoil. And then I'm like, is there a God? Is there not a God? <laughs> when really it's like, believe yeah. should lead you to a different outcome. And the different outcome is the faith part. Yeah. You know, like that part really, really hit home for me. Uh, so I feel you when it comes to like the feelings and stuff. I, I thought about the, the, the story with Jesus and how the satyrian soldier came and the thing that led him to Jesus wasn't, we're going to have a good time today. No, what led him was, my friend is paralyzed. This servant, the thing that I love the most is paralyzed right now. I don't know about him, but I tried to put myself in his shoes and was like, man, I'm sure he had fear. Yeah. I'm sure he was like my best servant, you know, like the guy that I build a relationship with, like he's going to stay like this forever. Like I'm sure he had a sense of anxiety, a sense of worry, but that belief about hearing about Jesus of Nazareth that's been healing other people, he's like, I wonder if he'll do the same thing for my servant. Mm. You know, and that belief, that feeling that he had took him to Jesus where then Jesus was like, I'll come and heal him. And he was like, hey, I kind of know how authority works. Like you say the word, I know he'll be healed, which that blew my mind. Like, and then Jesus was like, I haven't seen this faith anywhere. All of Israel. And it was the fact that his feelings with belief led to a Jesus, you know? And, and also, too, the part that I love was, I don't know if he was thinking on his trip, maybe it'll work, maybe it won't work, but what I'm just going to try it out, Yeah, you know? And that's actually how I got born again, was the night I was going to kill myself, I don't know if you're a real God, but I don't want my life here, I'll try it with you. And then, bam, like, faith came in, and then all my suicidal thoughts left, you know? But I had to first hear it, and I heard it from you guys, 
And then my belief, the, the, the feelings that I have of death is what led me to Jesus that then hit me with faith, which then transformed me. And here I am talking to you on a podcast. Anyways, it's all for yeah, me. that's good. No, no, I think you guys all said it. And I think to it, you got to remember, if you go down to it, it starts with a thought. It's really that simple. I think to me, it starts with a thought and you, you either honor it or you don't. You know, it's yeah. like you, get, you heard God, right? You either honored it or you didn't. You're in the word of God, right? Why are you in the word of God? Because you honor it. If you're not mm. in the word of God, then it just shows like we, we don't honor it. We don't see the value of it. Right. Where when you get in the word of God, when you start exploring truth, and then you have an encounter, it just, the honor begins to grow. Mm. You know what mm. I mean? I think you're, that's the other thing that has to grow is, I don't know if it's the honor, but, but the value, right? The value of something like... I can call you finisher. I can call you this all day. But like until you honor, until you value it, I mean, it's just like, okay. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like even when God says, Abel, go fall off a horse. I could go value that and go find some horses to fall off. Or I can just go, no, I'm good. You right. know what I mean? It's right. Just, I think there's there's that. that It's the thought mm. of like, okay, that thought came out. I'm just going to honor it. I'm mm. just going to. I don't, I'm curious, how, you guys, how do you guys build your faith in the word? How do I build my faith in the yeah, word? Yeah, using the word. How do you guys, how do you spend time What's in the word? I always, I, I I keep saying this, but like I found that curiosity precedes passion. Yes, I love but that. Like, mm. Say that again. That's a big Curiosity word. for me has always preceded, come right before passion. And so whenever, I think from a young, young age, one of, one of, the, one of the leaders here taught me to wrestle with the word of God. Yeah. He said, just find things that don't make any sense. And then go wrestle with them, you know? <laughs> and he, and it was so fun for me because I'm very, like, inquisitive by nature. I don't know. I think I just, like, I like asking questions. And so with God, there was never an end. There was never, he was never too intimidated for a question of mine. And he could always prove it in Scripture. And he could, because he's, it's just, he's just that perfect and he's that good. And so whenever I go in the Word, it's with that thing of, like, ooh, I feel so safe being curious with him. Why did that person die? Or why, you know, or, you know, what, what, what what's fasting? I asked, that's one of the questions I asked, I was asking about fasting. It's like, when was the first fast ever? And he started telling about all about that and, like, the heart behind it. And um, I was thinking it was like, you know, I don't know what I was thinking about fasting, but it just never made sense to me. It didn't line up. And so there's things in my guts that's like, I want to do this, but it seems religious. Or I want to do this, but it seems too spiritual, too airy-fairy. There's no substance to it. So no matter what side it is, I'm like, whether it's too much of my flesh or too much of the spirit, yeah. whatever it is, the word of God is sharper than two, a two-edged sword. And it, can, and it helps. If you're trying to define, well, you know, oh, I need help with this then I use that curiosity in the word. Show me with fasting. Is it a spiritual thing? Is it a natural thing? What is it? And he starts to unpack it for me. It's like, oh, let me tell you the context of that. And he's like, mm -hmm. you know, and so he starts to explain things from a father, like, like from a father's to a son perspective. And then I become passionate about it. Then it's like, oh, you want me to delight? Before you told me not to eat an apple, you told me to delight? I'm going to delight then. And I get so passionate about it. Then I start looking, oh, when you were, they were in the wilderness, they were delighting in you. Oh, and then the promise land, they're delighting in you. And it's like, this curiosity turns into this fiery passion, but it only came because, you know, a father talks to his son. Good. Or sheep, you know, wipe my boogers, but, or sheep knows the shepherd's voice. The thing about a I heard, I think it was Alex talking to us about this one day. He was saying, the thing about a shepherd's voice is shepherds are for leading. They lead you to where to eat. They lead you where it's safe. They lead you, and, and it's like, if you're willing to be led by him, it's so easy to hear his dang voice, man. Yeah. It's like sometimes I ask questions, but I still want to be my own God, and then I wonder why it's hard, I'm having trouble hearing his voice. Hmm. 
like, God, what do I do here? And he's like wanting to lead me. And I'm like, no, I don't want to go that way. <laughs> and then I'm like, but I can't hear him. <laughs> it's like, well, are, am I willing to actually let him lead me? And the same thing goes in the word. It's like, God, I have my plan for my word today. You know, and it's like, or are you going to let him speak to in this moment right now where he wants to take you to eat today? Yeah. You know, it's mm. good. Mm. Did you? Oh man, can you repeat it again? Like you, you asked me that question, and I've never actually. How do you how do you grow your faith with the word? Yeah, it's and kind of I guess in a way, how do you how have you made history with God in the word? Yeah, and I started thinking about because like, like I see you reading books left and right. Yeah, and like, I see you grab your Bible because I know like I think everyone that's the thing too is like each one is different. Like mm. I, I'm different from that, and I'm curious what yours is. I don't know. I was like reevaluating my whole life. Like as you asked that question, I was like, why did I even start reading this thing? Um, and, and the, the first curiosity. Yeah. Well, actually it was rooster. He, uh, when I was in the military, I had to go to camp, uh, had to go to camp. I had to go on a mission, a training mission up by like the Canadian border, all this stuff. And, uh, and Nate out of nowhere, like, and he was been preaching. So I was like really looking up to Nate. I still look up to you. I was looking up to Nate quite a bit. And then you had to know where I was getting ready to leave. And you're like, Holy spirit told me to give you this. And like, you kneel down and you're like, here's my sword. And you had just thought about, like, the armor of God and all that and how, like, the word of God is, like, the spirit. And it was your Bible. And I, like, grabbed it and I was like, this is so holy, you know? And, like, your Bible <laughs> was, like, literally falling apart and, like, you had highlighted stuff and sticky notes in there. And to me, it was just, like, very impressive that, like, you put so much history between you and this book mm. that I was like, That's why? Cool. Why did you hold on to something like this the whole time? And... And I was like, okay, so I took it with me, you know, put it in my in my um, in my ruck, and I'm out there like 21 days, nonstop rain. My feet are like disgusting. It's just very miserable out there, and uh, and I'm laying in my tent, and I had nightmares every single night. Every night I had nightmares, and one night for whatever reason, I just remember I was like, my sword. <laughs> I was like, I got to fight. You know, I thought about gladiator. Give me a sword. Give me a sword. And uh, and I I just reached into my rug, grabbed your sword, and I was like, I don't know what to do. So I just hugged it all night long. And I didn't have any nightmares then. Mm, and that was the beginning good. of like, why don't I have nightmares? And uh, and at the same time, Pastor Leslie had given me a book called The Authority of Believers. And the the, the picture of the of the book was a sword. Oh, yeah, yeah, And I was like, a sword, a sword. And I would start reading it. And, you know, Kenneth Copeland or Kenneth Hagen, whoever the heck, which, whoever Kenneth that was, was talking about there's power when you read the word of God. Yeah. There's truths in there that have been established just for you. And all you have to do is believe it. And ever since then, I read it. And I noticed a change in who I am throughout the day, the days that I do read the word yeah. and the days that I don't. I am a completely different person. You can ask my wife. I am more <laughs> calm. I think better. I'm more confident. I have something that that holds me very sturdy the days that I read it. And the days that I don't, I just feel like I'm like just flopping like from left to right, you know, like I have nightmares during the day. Like, I don't know. So I think that's, that was the beginning of like why I started reading the Bible and now I've read it so much that I love to see the linking in the history of like what happened in Exodus and how like that was a foreshadowing of what happened in the middle of the Bible and then what happened with Paul and then what happened at the end of Revelations. And like to me, the the connection between all of them and they're all thousands of years different, but yet they're linked to me just moves my heart Yeah, that uh, this God that I'm supposed to be communicating, that I'm supposed to be using my belief to then get faith from 
did all of this in history just so him and I can talk. Just so he can be like, I love you. Like, let me hug you unconditionally. Just, you know, while I'm out there in the field, he's like, no nightmares, you know? That's the why and how I build my faith with God is I just read it every day. That's I don't know cool. if I answered your question, but you like... You did. Well, what I love yeah. is like, you did what Nate talked about is you, you, he's leading you. Yeah. I think it's, and it's just different. Like, mm. Nate's being yeah. led, you're being led. And yeah. I think how he leads us, we, we, we're all different. Right. Like, like for me, like, uh, we good on time? Flip the th- oh, we're back, back. Your question. What um, was no, but I just, it's just hearing both of you, it's like hearing Nate, like that's how he leads King. Mm. And I could see it on him. Mm. Even you, like you're so unique and so different. I'm like, of course you do that. Mm-hmm. He's a Rafa. Mm. I, I know for me, since mm-hmm. like my dream with the word, for me, it's been the imagination. Like the denomination I grew up in, we didn't read the Bible. Mm-hmm. So when I started reading it and seeing these stories of love and Jesus, like, it always for one it was always so fun for me to close my eyes and just let my imagination go it's like for me i'm very visual so like even like with watching movies like i see scriptures and movies mm-hmm. and like like you know on my wall i have um secretariat and to me like that's colossians 2:15 like that that's for me i'm just i've always been visual so for me i i he'll give me a word and if i get a picture i have to put it everywhere you guys know me it's yeah, in my shower it's in it. my car i have stacks of scripture that just for me, he's always been like, keep it before you, Abel. Keep it before you. Like, I have note cards and pockets and this. So so for me, it's like, I used to work at a restaurant, Expectations, and I used to keep to scriptures. And I would just sit there and look at it. And I, for me, the imagination was has mm, been my journey. Really? With me, it's always been the imagination of, of I, I, I used to see Matthew 9, where the person would come in through the roof. And Jesus said, isn't it much easier to say your sins are forgiven? And like... Ever since I was eight, 19, I got born again, I could see myself there with him. And like, he, for me, it was just, he always built my history with my imagination. Wow. Like, even though I didn't understand, it was just like, just keep reading, just keep reading. And like, for me, it's just been very visual. And even like, as I read things, he uses, he leads me through movies mm. a lot. Like, I'll watch, he'll have me watch, like, Secretary, for example. He had me watch that, like, for two weeks straight every day. And it's like, I wasn't just reading, watching a movie. I was, I was, he was taking me on a journey on Colossians 2.15. So it's like it's like even when I see Avengers, like that's scripture. Mm. Like I I believe he like he leads me with like pictures and imagination and like I don't know that's always been me. That's awesome. But um but I I I've always liked this one song and it says this, and it's God speaking and I, Nate I always say this he knows he goes like this, oh how I wish you could see the potential mm-hmm. the potential of you and me, it's like a book elegantly bound, but it's in a language that you can't read just yet. And the chorus goes, you got to spend time, love. You got to spend time with me. And if you spend time, love, I promise that you'll find love and I will possess your heart. And it's like when you're in this word, it's like sometimes you have no idea. But the more you get into it, you eventually find love. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's like hearing you. It's like that. that's the end game of it. It's like you eventually find his heart. All of a sudden, things just start clicking. But it's like it, it takes time. You yeah. know, and I think sometimes we think it's just I got the one scripture and I'm done. And it's like for me, it's just been such a... a a pioneering journey. He called it wrestling. For me, it's been feasting. I think of it more feasting. Mm, That's always yeah. been my pictures, feasting and drinking. I don't know why. For me, <laughs> like like when I got born again, man, I got in the Bible. Like I used to just, I get a bottle of wine. I used to, and I used to just get my concordance and just stick with one scripture in like as many translations yeah. and just let my imagination just, I would just let it go. That's so beautiful. So for me, it always been the imagination. Wow, that's so But it's just so cool to hear. Like everyone's like led differently, you yeah. know, to read certain books or before. Can I say something about you drinking? I was thinking about that. Do you remember when you were working expectations? Yes. And you picked me up in the Sunfire? Yes. That little you sunfire. barely fit in, dude. <laughs> the size of that food. My little two-door? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And I remember we went back we went back to your house after Eden and you just had like the word and and you were like, Let's get drunk, you know? <laughs> but you weren't talking about wine, you were talking about the word and I was like, What the heck is going on? I'm like, I'm here for whatever. But I also fell in love I fell in love with, oh my gosh, you can get drunk off the word. You can get like intoxicated your your senses or how you view the world starts to change because of the word the truth of the word it's like it's intoxicating yeah. i never knew it before that and I, I think that's a big thing for like if anyone's watching and, and it's like i hate reading the word get around someone who loves reading the word and just watch them it is so contagious that's you good, know yeah. it is so contagious oh intoxicating um <laughs> I'll say it <laughs> to get satisfied by God himself it's like a meal <laughs> you eat chicken to get satisfied you can actually get satisfied just by reading the word yeah. it's like all your senses for me it just it feels like peace mm-hmm. just took over my body I can't experience I can't you know, explain it but for some reason I'm feeling such a peace mm-hmm. and such I, you just can't stop smiling just from reading the word it's like it's like going to the beach and being in the sun all day, and then you you go back and you're like, oh, I got tan today. But you get that with the word. It's yeah. like, it's just a feeling that, to me, that's what's intoxicated. You just get satisfied by God himself because he loves to do it. Yeah. And I think that's what it is, is like you're reading the truth, and because you acknowledge it, you value it, you eat it, and it becomes you. Mm. You know what I mean? It becomes you, yeah. Like, okay, here's one that I had a feast on, and I... I, I I walked by a guy on Sunday morning. I had to go to Walmart to pick up snacks for the kids. And this guy came out limping and you could tell he was just broken. And I was like, oh, this is it. And then I was like, I just kept going. And I bought the snacks and I was like, I'll get them on the way back. And I just couldn't find them. Mm-hmm. He was already gone. Mm-hmm. And so that night, God said, Isaiah 60. So I feasted on that, which is arise and shine for your light has come and the glory radiates from you. So we had me in my imagination. I could just see God. I was sleeping. I was falling asleep to this. I saw God just radiating out of me, like almost like the sun was on me. And I replayed that incident, except like that. And so I walked by that guy and I saw that guy just getting healed. And I saw me praying for him. But like it became it became a meal. Like that scripture became a meal. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. But it's like my imagination. So it's like I missed it, but I got back to the word and I still got to feast on it. You know what I mean? I got to see, okay, he's radiating from me. He's smiling off of me. And I almost, with my imagination, he took me down the journey of this is what it it needs to look like. I don't know if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Mm. But yeah. Yeah, I was just thinking about that word imagination uh, because we talked about it yesterday in staff meeting. And I I just got so like, what what is the imagination? You know, like we talk about it a lot. And talk about curiosity. Like, (gasps) I think I have all the whys, all the what's. Like, I'm always like, why? Like, what's the point of that? Like, I was like, why did God give us an imagination? And like, how does it work? And like, so like just a little bit I was able to read is like the neocortex, which is like a part of our brain. That part along with another part is responsible for bringing in abstract thought or subconscious thoughts. So it's really thoughts linking up with the part of our brain that knows how to use speech and our imagination and our creativity right isn't that cool but the cool part is like scientists don't understand anything about subconscious thoughts they're like how is that a thing how does that work like what is the subconscious thought like what is that and right now i'm like man this place where like god talks to us like it's a subconscious I, i don't know it just it just started blowing my mind of like that little part of our brain right there is like the thing that God uses to also communicate with us, like in a way that defines the rest of our senses, you know? I don't know. I just started thinking about like, I'm so glad he put that in our brain. 
Yeah. To paint pictures, you know, like in our heads as we're surrounded here, like such a powerful tool. Um, anyway, so so I, I don't know why I just felt like. Well, no, you that. said the imagination. Yeah. I mean, if you read the Word of God, it says all things are possible. So it's like he had to give us an imagination. He gave us something where we could dream with him too. I mean, you think about the cell phone. Like, someone had to think of that. Right, yeah. It had you know to be I mean? deposited somewhere in our brain. You know, I think that used to be a joke. My dad used to tell me when he was in college, that was a joke. Because when he was in college, like, computers fill up the size of this room. And you had to wear jackets because they had to keep coolers on it from overheating. And the joke was, one day they'll be in our hands. We're there. Like, that came from something. Yeah. Like, the imagination, I think. That's the thing, too, is, like, I, I don't think we, we dream enough with God. Mm. I think we've, we've, we do, we've done it with the negative so well. Right. It's like... But now we have the mind of Christ, right? We're new Christians. It's like he wants us to dream now the other way. You know right. what I mean? Bringing more life, bringing the kingdom, you know, on earth as is in heaven. You know, it's 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 really extraordinary. Isn't it fun, though? Yeah. You gave us this thing? Yeah. It's extraordinary. And the fact that, like, it works. Like, it the works. negative part works. Like, we think about the negative stuff and we create negative things. Yeah, I do. So, like, if it worked with the negative, why wouldn't it work with what God wants to give us? Right. You know? I don't know. I, even right now, I feel intoxicated. Yeah, man. Faith. Um, anything we want to leave the viewers or anything else? Oh. I mean, this is oh. a lot. Yeah, I, I got a question. Yeah, yeah. Is, is faith accessible to everybody? Like, can anybody have faith? Or do you have to, like, you, you have church it. or what? Well, yeah, you're using faith every day. You're, you're putting your trust in something. Every time you get in the car and turn a key, that's faith. Mm. <laughs> you know mm. what I mean? So I think absolutely. But I, I think, um, Nate, you, you, you mm. brought a good point. I, I love that you said that, the curiosity part. Because mm. I think a lot of times we don't know where to begin. I mean, even opening the Bible, I think so many people, it's like, where do I begin? Mm -hmm. So you said fasting. So that was your curiosity. So if someone has, if, if someone's curious about something, like, do you go to the concordance? Do you go to the index? Like Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Just so the thing is, so, so that what happened was I actually went to Google. Just like, like Google, like when is the first time fasting is mentioned? Like there's something so powerful about finding the first mention of a word or first mm. instance in, in scripture. And so like whenever I want to learn about something, I look at when's the first time it came up in scripture a lot, a lot of times. It's not exclusively, but a lot of times that's where I start. So I went to do that. I said, when is that? Before I started finish typing, because my heart was open not to, I wasn't pursuing knowledge. I just wanted to know his heart. I just want, I, that's all I care about knowing him. Because my heart was like in that place, he interrupted my typing and was like, it's in the garden. And so I Googled it and it's like, it's an exodus. You know, Moses did the first fast for 40 days or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it was like, well, my God told me to look at Genesis. So I went to Genesis and I, and I looked at it all there. But I think that like, I have used Google before to like help get me to some, get my bearings on yeah. things, but only when I have like, you know, I don't know. P I, the, the main thing is I'm not looking for knowledge in my curiosity. I don't care about puffing my knowledge up. I care about knowing a man whose eyes are like fire. That's what I care yeah. about. He's like this Jesus who has holes in his hands with my name on them. That's how I want to know. And so like when it comes to getting to know the word, I allow him to tell me where to go. And if I don't know between that, then, I, then I'll like lean into it. I mean, you have incredible, we have an entire school an entire school of word and worship that is at your fingertips on Spotify and on SoundCloud. And we have a fantastic fatherless house who's breaking things down so digestible on Sundays in Pastor Gavin. And we have things like this and we have worship chats on Wednesday too. That's like, you can come and bring your thing. It's like, there is no excuse like not to be curious here, at least here, maybe in other churches, 
I don't know what's going on there, but I know here we've made it so easy for us to like, if you're curious about something, to dig into it. In a group, personally, on a Sunday, on a Monday, like men's Bible study, the, the, the girls are going through Proverbs and gathered. It's like there's so many people who are hungry on fire and it's so contagious right now that if you are curious, there's, there's no excuse not to dive into it right now. It's mm. good. I think you brought up a good point too is if you're not hungry, find someone that's hungrier than you. Yeah. That's like that's always a good one. If you want to get good at anything, find someone better than you. Come on. That's right. So that's good. Uh, Choo Choo, any last words? Yeah, I love what you said. Uh, I've been, I finished this book by Jim Rohn and he said that. He was like, you want to be successful? The little bit of money that you have, take out a rich person yeah. to dinner and let them eat all the, all the food as much as they can because that time that you're paying for, they'll be able to make deposits in your life. And he was like, it's easy to do it. It's also easy not to do it. He was like, you could have the mentality of that rich person should be paying me dinner. He was like, no, you have nothing to offer him. He has so much to offer you. And so I love what you said there because it's like, just take somebody out to coffee. You know, it doesn't have to be this like super yeah. like over spiritual thing like that will come. And that's the beautiful thing when it comes to God. It's like he's looking for relationship first and then everything else. Um, yeah. So that's you. good. I'll even say this. Like even if your like motive isn't pure, like God will hand it. Like he'll deal with your heart. Like I know for me, like mm -hmm. I'll be honest, like my heart wasn't like I want to know you, God. I was like, I just want to know something. Yet <laughs> yeah. I use Google. Yet he let yeah. me use for like sure, he used sure. Google. Yeah. Like yeah. even if your motive is like, I don't know if I want to. He did that. Yeah, he's he'll, the He'll, he'll, he'll figure that out. I think for me, like, it's just, just begin the journey. And I think sometimes it's like, oh, if my heart pure, I better not go. It's like, no, 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 no. Let, let, he'll have his way. None of, we don't know what we're doing. Like none of us. Yeah. Like, I think just begin the journey. I, I started with Google. I started with concordances, but then it, it just got me in the word. And sure enough, all scriptures, God breathe. He's going to breathe on you. Yeah. You know, I think sometimes we think our, our motive has to be, let him, let him do, let him be God. Yeah. He'll, he'll deal with, even if your motive's not pure. Like, I think we, we let a God, let God be God. Like, let him breathe on you. Like my motives were never always pure yet. He always breathed on me and got it. I think that's the thing too, is just, just begin the journey. If you're feeling inadequate, look up the blood. Just look up the blood of Jesus. Like I've had so many nights where I just look up the blood and like, then that dealt with my heart. Mm. Like my motive might've been wrong going into it, but man, he dealt with me. Mm. Like I think, begin the journey. He's an amazing God. He's fun God. He gave you an imagination. Yeah. He said all things are possible. He's waiting for you to be discovered. So like, just begin the journey and get around someone. Yeah, good? I love you guys. Good, man. Love you guys. Is that, is that it? Episode 20? Episode 20? Woo! Good job, do, Rooster. Choo-choo. Sure. All right. We'll see you next time. Love you.